You're listening to episode number seven of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the recruitment and retention polarity. The energy in this polarity is working on healthcare leaders right now as they struggle with reductions in staff from burnout and shortages in the healthcare professions workforce. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. We're so grateful you've joined us today. I'm Tracy. And I'm Michelle. We've been interprofessional partners in healthcare for over 30 years. During that time, we've been engaged in healthcare transformation and the development of healthy healing work cultures that result in the best places to give and receive care. We've engaged with healthcare leaders from across North America, and we are tired of seeing time, money, and resources wasted on change efforts that are not sustainable. In this podcast, we explore significant, reoccurring, and competing challenges faced by all healthcare leaders today using a brand new lens called polarity thinking, the missing logic in healthcare. You could say we represent the money ball of healthcare. We're here to expand your current thinking and challenge your reliance on problem-solving tactics. Everybody, this is Tracy, and this is Michelle. Hey, glad to be back with you. And uh, today we have a pretty important topic that we're going to be talking about. Yes, you know, staffing challenges. And uh, do you think, Michelle, there's ever been a time where staffing in healthcare has not been a challenge? Never, ever. Never has been, not today, and never will be. <laughs> yeah, that's an ongoing challenge, boy. Yeah, and you know, when you think about it, because we're in the healthcare industry, um, it's really challenging, right? It's not like other industries, other jobs. When someone doesn't show up, you might have some more flexibility, shuffle things around, maybe even put the not open sign up today. <laughs> but we can't do that. We're in a different industry, and we've got patients and families that are really relying on us for safe, quality care. And so it's, it's, there's some tension there and it's challenging. And I remember when I was in critical care and I was a, a clinical coordinator at night, part of the responsibility was staffing and it was stressful making sure that we had people there to care for patients. Oh yeah. Well, and as a clinician, I remember very vividly one night coming into work, a couple people had called off. I worked the night shift and the manager gave me the whole master. I had every patient on every floor that wasn't in an ICU, and I had to try to figure out and prioritize those patients to be able to see them all. So I remember that just the internal tension for me, right? And feeling that, how in the heck am I going to do this and wanting to serve everybody and, you know, having to prioritize the sickest patients because everybody wasn't going to get seen. I mean, that's the kind of thing we deal with, Right, right? Exactly. And there's no one solution, right? And there's no silver bullet to no this. No silver bullet. No. Nope. So that's why today in our podcast, you know, we're going to talk about the long game. We're going to talk about being proactive and addressing staffing challenges by looking at them through the, one of the polarities that influences, which is recruitment and retention. So that's what we're going to focus on today. So the first question we've learned to ask ourselves when facing a challenge is, is it a problem, a polarity, or both? So staffing is a challenge. It's an ongoing challenge, and it can be immediate. You know, how do we cover the two sick calls that just came in and where we have to make a decision and move on? That's definitely problem-solving at its finest because we do have to problem-solve in those situations. But staffing challenges are also ongoing. They never go away, and there's an element that represent polarities beneath the problem. So in this case, staffing is both. It's both a problem and a polarity. Yeah, 
And so, you know, the thing is, too, that there's a lot of factors that impact that, right? Yeah. And a lot of the challenges, even at a, na- I mean, these are, these are national challenges. They're local and global, right? So there's workforce shortages that people are significantly concerned about, right? For almost every profession is, you know, has that as a concern. Yep. Burnout. We know that's a hot topic right now, and a lot of clinicians are experiencing that, and that's having an impact on staffing and right recruitment and retention. And then there's just financial constraints you have to worry about in healthcare and shifting priorities, too, and shifting the needs of the patients, right? We're moving from acute care to more of the continuum of care and into community care. And, you know, so there's a lot of influencing factors that impact both recruitment and retention, and the problem of staffing. That's right. And I know I recently heard that from a nursing perspective, that there seems to be a two-year window of new grads that they start dropping off. So it's you know it's really a significant uh, trend and pattern. And what do we do to retain new nurses that are coming into the workforce as well? It's a major concern. So um, a colleague of ours, Lori Shaparsky. I love Lori. She's awesome. And she has a blog called the Edgework Institute blog. And she recently was a guest on our Plarity Thinkers and Healthcare membership group. And she shared um, a really significant piece when it comes to the challenges of staffing. And she's a previous director and has worked in uh, administration for many years and actually was one of my first teachers that taught me, this is never going to go away, Michelle. (laughs) So in her blog, she really talked about the significant dynamics and she brought them through a polarity lens. And um, some key advice that she gave is we need to match the expertise that we have with the patient and family needs. So that's something that we're always balancing, right? Go back to prioritization and that expertise and that we need to manage the mission. Okay, so how we're delivering the best care possible and margin. Okay, so making decisions around cost of care and efficiencies and balancing those when it comes to looking at the staffing big picture as well. And then also being proactive and reactive, because sometimes we can get into a reactive, vicious cycle when it comes to staffing. So we need to challenge ourselves to being proactive, especially when we look at that long-term view. Well, and you know, sometimes too, being reactive is necessary because it's something that happens in the moment. So you have to react, right? But if you have a plan, a bigger plan, then you can balance that better. Exactly. Exactly. And then, of course, recruitment and retention, which we're going to be focusing on today. And um, also from a staffing perspective, um, you know, with healthcare, when you look at our large systems, we have to also meet local needs. So it could be a unit department, and we need to balance that with the global needs of the entire organization. So those are many polarities within the staffing dynamic and staffing issues. Yeah. So back to there's no one way to, you know, address this. Right. So even there's no one solution to the problem, there's not even just one polarity that impacts this. There's multiple polarities. So... Good to know. Yes. So these dynamics around staffing and and then trying to manage the recruitment retention is really stressful, you mm-hmm. know, for leaders. I mm-hmm. really feel for them, right? I it's a too. lot of pressure. The safety of the patients that they serve is at risk. And, you know, so, you know, they're really feeling stressed out. And sometimes, you know, they're just kind of over dealing with this over and over and over every day, right? And they sometimes feel like they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. You know, I'm going to pull staff from here, but then I got to figure out what I got to do over there. And, 
you know, it's kind of like, you know, putting your finger in the dike and you don't have enough fingers to get all the holes, <laughs> especially when you're thinking, you know, local and global within an organization, especially if it's a hospital and you have to try to balance all that. And, and you know, it, it all comes back to that greater purpose of serving the patients and, you know, clinicians and the safety of both, really, right. you know. So I think that, you know, it's just important to we just want to recognize we know where people are sitting with this and how how difficult it can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing that um, we do know in working with healthcare uh, clinicians across the country in the North America is when you ask them why they do what they do, the first phrase that everyone says to make a difference, right? So we really get into healthcare to improve lives and to make a difference and and um, and then what happens is we do start to get burned out, and we know that the burnout rate is at is at an all time high right now, and so we can still maybe recruit people in because they really want to make a difference, they want to get engaged in healthcare. But then it's how do we keep them engaged? How do we make sure that they are in good, healthy work environments? And so there can be a shift then that starts to happen as we look at how do we retain the clinicians that we have today and how can we keep them engaged and that's going to be a critical element for our staffing um you know our staffing challenges as well mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people focused on that right now right that's yes. where the attention is because we're feeling the pain right and uh and so we're at risk because if we only focus on mm-hmm. retention what we know when we put our polarity lens on right is that if we overfocus here, eventually to the neglect of recruitment over time, and again, you don't know when it's going to happen, but you know it's 100% predictable and it will happen. You'll fall in to that downside and you'll start to experience the negative consequences of that overemphasis on uh, on retention. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about, we've talked previously about let's be proactive, right? One of the things is to be proactive, not just reactive. So let's talk about how we can really proactively leverage recruitment and retention in the long game for the greater purpose of, you know, patient and clinician safety. Um, and, and how can we actually manage and leverage this tension that's going to sit there and never go away? Right. So, uh, Michelle, why don't you just share a little bit about what we've come to learn about the upsides, you know, the positive outcomes we can get when we focus on recruitment? Sure. Now, it always helps to say, what does that look like when, when we are just recruiting efforts are going well and people are banging down our doors to come work for us? <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And one of the positive outcomes is that the experience of the clinicians or the employee experience and the expertise match the needs of the organization. You know, that is that is a big, big positive um, outcome. And we have fewer vacancies, you know, if any, maybe. That could happen as well. If you've done a great job at recruiting and you've got every slot filled or very few that you have to worry about. And then um, I think another upside is that we have premium candidate selection opportunities. When you're doing well in a recruitment, you can be more selective, right? What, what we used to always say, you know, just any warm body will do. Well, we don't want that. <laughs> we not- did say that. <laughs> Sounds so wrong right now. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> we don't want to be desperate. We want really good uh, recruiting upside. 
Right, right. Yeah. And then, you know, on the upside of retention or the positive outcomes of retaining the staff, right, is we can develop and groom internal candidates. Yes. So, you know, we can con- to invest in them and continue to support them and groom them. And then the other thing is we can optimize it, the experience and expertise of our long-term employees. You know, there's something about that, the knowledge of the history of the organization, of the practice and, you know, who you are as an organization and be able to tap into that. That uh, is a really positive outcome from retaining employees over the long term. And also succession planning for key clinical roles. You can't always hire who you need for a key clinical role from the outside. You need those people that have been there for a while, right? And uh, so these kind of all support each other and lead to very positive outcomes when you are retaining well. Yeah. And then if you over-focus on that retention... And you're not thinking about bringing new blood into the organization and really that, again, that balance. And we're just focused on just who's here. Because we're trying to deal with the issues, right? That's right. The problem we're perceiving. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Then um, you can start to experience that the employee experience and expertise doesn't match the changing needs of the organization because we're kind of staying stagnant on that retention side. Mm -hmm. And vacancies start to open up and we're not filling them. So we have more and more vacancies. And um, we have poor candidate selection opportunities because we're not looking outside, right? We're just staying on the retention side of things. So Mm -hmm. those negative outcomes start to show up. Oh, yeah. and But, you know, there's downsides to over-focusing on recruitment, too. And and we may be experiencing some of those, right? If, if you have been focused on recruitment and not doing the things you need to keep retention strong, it's going to kind of look like, you know, uh, your internal employees aren't able to fill your vacancies, right? So you don't have the expertise you right. need to fill the vacancies. The other thing is you're underdeveloped, you know, um, the employees with their uh, expertise and the experience that you need. You know, as things change for the patients you serve, you can't, you know, you can't serve those patients. So, and the other thing is there's a lack of practice consistency in the clinical roles because you get so many new people that no, there's no consistency. Everybody's new and doing things a little bit different. You haven't got that groove going, right? You haven't got that standard practice. That's right. Yeah. And so that makes a big difference. All right. So before we move into a plan of action, I have some questions for you. We are talking about this at a high level, but we want you to reflect on what this recruitment retention polarity looks like in your organization. So I'm going to ask you a few questions and you can write them down. Um, Also, we have them in a downloadable uh, worksheet in our show notes. So here we go. And if you are driving, please don't stop and write or don't write while you drive. <laughs> but, <laughs> but here's some, no, this is, this is, these are really good reflective questions just to get you thinking about this uh, polarity in your context of your work environment. So start with the area of where you're in charge of or what you're, where your accountabilities are. So where is the emphasis right now? Are you really thinking more on recruitment or are you thinking more about retention? And then what factors are influencing this focus, okay? Um, Is it internal factors that are really, you know, causing the the staffing challenges and why you're focusing on recruitment or retention or the external factors? And is there a movement away from something or towards something related to recruitment or retention? Like, have you been really busy recruiting and, okay, now we can let go of that. Let's move over to retention. Is that where you're sitting right now? 
Then I think another really important question to be thoughtful about is, as we've shared, um, that when it comes to polarities, we have a preference poll. So if you're a leader and you're accountable for staffing and uh, recruitment and retention, where's your preference poll? Do you get more energy at recruiting new staff to your unit, department, organization, or do you get more energy and really keeping them keeping the great people there? And that's where your preference poll is. So it's important to know which you lean towards naturally. And uh, what rightness can you find in the opposite poll? So if you tend to like recruitment, how can you really honor that retention poll at the same time? Yeah, really see the positive outcomes, yes. you know, that are possible. Yeah. Um, or even sometimes, too, you know, in addition to finding the rightness or what's good about the other poll, it's just to recognize you might have some fears about the focus on that other poll. Yeah. Because sometimes Great that's... point. You know, maybe you had a bad experience. You know, if you, if you tend to uh, have a preference for, uh, let's say, retention, you might have experienced the downside of recruitment, and that's why you like retention so much. So, yeah, yeah. You know, our experiences influence our preferences, mm-hmm. and, and our preferences change over time. So it's not to say that you don't recognize both are important, um, but but we all tend to have kind of lean one way or another. And a lot of times it's just based on the experiences we've had or, you know, the situation we're in right now. So, yep, great point. So... What do we know about polarities, Michelle? (laughs) If we're going to manage or leverage them, we have to take simultaneous action. So let's talk a little bit about um, some of the action steps that we can use to get the most positive outcomes uh, for both of these, you know, recruitment and retention. And I'll just start with a few that we're aware of for recruitment. And again, you know, we we always highlight a couple, but there's many, right? And it's probably some we don't even mention. So be thinking about that uh, yourself as you're doing some reflection. What are we really doing for recruitment, you know? Um, so when we think about recruitment, Sometimes, and this is a tip we got from Lori Shaparsky as well, is have a hire ahead protocol to fill anticipated vacancies. So really being proactive again, Mm -hmm, right? And mm -hmm. thinking in the future. And also, you know, you need metrics on your consumer needs because if you're going to recruit, you need to know what the needs are, right? To be able to fill those needs and serve those needs. The other thing is employee characteristics. um, Clearly define those in the hiring guidelines. So it's not just about filling the vacancy but what kind of people are you hiring, right, to be able to serve your consumers uh, in your organization? And then the other is evaluate your environmental factors so that you're always aware of the environment, what's changing, what the needs are, uh, and so that you're recruiting appropriately. So those are all real proactive kind of uh, action steps. Can't have your head in the sand when you're trying to recruit. No. <laughs> What's going on? What are the needs? That's right. It goes beyond the warm body. <laughs> it does. It does, right? <laughs> yeah. And so um, let's talk about some action steps for retention, okay. right? Um, so first of all, you have to have a sufficient orientation program. Oh, that's so critical. It is. It is. Um, because if you don't, they're going to come in, they're going to turn around and leave. And that's actually uh, in alignment with the American Nursing Association principles for nurse staffing, that sufficient orientation program. And of course, it's applies to every profession. Oh, sure it does. Um, The second um, action step is um, to have processes and policies to support clinicians' ability to provide full scope of practice. So we all want to show up and you will keep me in my place if I am delivering at the full scope of my practice, top of my license, because uh, people want to deliver their best, right? They want to make that difference. It goes back to making the difference. And if you restrict me what I can do, that will 
impact my happiness and my oh, desire to stay in an organization. Just causes frustration. It does. It does. Um, also, uh, look at your professional development infrastructure. If you keep that strong and recognize that we are all developing and we need to learn, right? We're learners of healthcare as healthcare providers. So that professional development infrastructure is key in retaining. And man, when you're a clinician and you feel like you're supported by the organization to continue grow and change and and really tap the potential of the people there, right? It's that principle of potential. You'll you'll want to stay longer. So that's an important action step. Well, and then when you think about vacancies coming up and people moving up, it's kind of, you know, that succession planning and all that, right? You draw yeah. from your current tap what you have. workforce. Mm-hmm. And then um, lastly, the um, have a culture of values that cultivate loyalty to the organization. And um, we know that this exists. Um, you know, we've, we have colleagues that have been in the same organization for many, many years, and there's this loyalty, but it comes from a culture of values. People will only stick around if they feel valued, if the values are aligned with their values and that their belief structures are being supported. And um, so that's, that's another really important action step when you're looking to really retain quality clinicians. So you can just ask yourself, you know, what action steps do you have in place to achieve the positive outcomes of both the recruitment ones that Tracy went over and the retention ones that I just went over? And are those action strategies effective? Do they need to be revised? Um, You always have to keep looking at your, your processes and your strategies. Definitely. So... Just like, you know, all the other polarities that we've had a chance to talk about, we are, you know, we're always doing the best we can to get the positive outcomes of both polls, but we also want to have something to warn us, right? We need an early warning indicator, an early warning sign that, you know, will tell us if we, by chance, have overfocused. As things happen, right, in the organization, your attention gets shifted and you might, you know, let go of one poll or maybe what you're doing isn't as effective as you thought it would be. And so we want this early warning signs uh, to kind of help keep us on track and alert us that we can course correct. And so let's talk a little bit about early warning signs, Michelle, for recruitment and retention. And, you know, I know a couple for recruitment would be, you know, uh, there's no internal candidates that apply for the vacancies. You know, if you're really uh, over-focused and in the downside of recruiting, you don't have anybody internally, right, that's going to yeah. even apply for the positions because they're maybe not able to, right? They don't have the skills. Uh, or everyone in the unit department or on a shift is new. Oh, boy. That's always a challenge. <laughs> and then the other thing is, you know, you might be hearing, I don't know, there isn't anyone who's been here longer than I have. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes the most senior person on the unit might be somebody who's only been there like six months. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there are situations like that. And so those are just kind of some early warning signs that, you know, a little bit of overfocus on the recruitment side. That's that's right. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And likewise, if we um, overfocus on retention, then uh, we, we might hear, you know, no one has experience with that, right? Because we're not bringing in new blood, new talent, and and we're we're finding that we don't have anyone that knows this, so that can get us into trouble. And also vacancies over long periods of time, um, because we're focused on retention, so. 
if you do have vacancies, you want to fill them rather quickly because you, you want that recruiting side to be working. But if we're over-focusing on retention, we could have them open for two, three, four, five, six months and not you know having those needs met. Right. Well, the other thing is you could be focusing on it, but maybe what you're doing isn't effective. So yeah. you're not getting the candidates that you really need, right? So that's another yeah. way that can show up. Absolutely. And then um, also the qualifications don't match with the organizational um, needs because we're focused, again, on internal retention and we're not looking at a broader picture. And so we're not we're not meeting the organizational yeah. needs. Well, if, if the demographics or the environment changes, changes, right, then and you're not have you don't have recruitment, then you don't have staff that can meet those needs. Right. Yeah. 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 So think about uh, your organization where you work and what kind of early warnings show up for you for both recruitment and retention and what happens when you overfocus. you know, what that might look like in your work environment. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, um, you know, when you look at outcomes mm-hmm. and you're monitoring outcomes around recruitment and retention, Again, you know, we like to emphasize, look at the interdependent relationship between these two. Don't just look at how good you're doing with recruitment or how good you're doing Doing with with retention retention. because they need each other, right? They're interdependent. So they're going to impact each other. So just look at them together. Uh, That's really an important part. And then always when we're, you know, when we're looking at a polarity or trying to manage and leverage a polarity, we're doing that to serve a greater purpose, right? And in this case, when we're doing that, We're going to be moving in that virtuous kind of a cycle, uh, leveraging that tension to move us up towards that safe, quality care. That's really the bottom line uh, in managing this is that so we have the staff to be able to provide that kind of care and that they remain safe as well. Um, And then the, the, the other thing is if we don't leverage this or don't manage it, we're going to start to slide down into kind of a vicious cycle. And we can end up really experiencing our deepest fear, which is that you know, the care that we're delivering is not safe or it's of poor quality or our staff aren't safe. So, you know, that that's certainly what we don't want to have. So that's the negative experience that we're trying to um, to avoid. To avoid. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, here are some key points to keep in mind as we look at our staffing challenges in the healthcare field. Number one, staffing is a problem and a polarity, okay? So it can be a problem given a certain situation at the moment that we have to deal with, but it's also a polarity because it's something we have to manage over time. Um, also that there are multiple polarities that are associated with staffing. Um, so here's just a few of them we've already discussed. Um, and um, by the way, we're going to be doing deep dives into these polarities in future podcasts. But when it comes to staffing, again, we have to balance expertise and the needs of the patient. Um, we have to focus on mission and margin. We need to look at the local needs when it comes to staffing and also the global needs when it comes to staffing. We want to be proactive and also reactive in the moment. And then the, one, the last one, which we just went into more detail on this podcast, is recruitment and retention. And managing the recruitment retention polarity, we know, is a long-term strategy in managing staffing issues. So as Tracy said, we got to look at them inter- interdependently and, um, and how we are really doing the action steps on both sides and then measure the outcomes of that relationship together. 
Yeah, but that gives you great insights. It you does. Know? The other thing is, so, uh, you know, we gave you a lot of information today, a lot of reflective questions. Don't forget to go to the show notes and you can download the recruitment retention worksheet and map. And, uh, and just in closing, just wanted to summarize, you know, staffing challenges are immediate, right? Mm-hmm. And they're ongoing, so to Michelle's point, right, it's a problem in the immediate, uh, you know, serving the immediate need to fill a, a vacancy or or uh, fill a, a, a position, you know, during or a, a shift. shift. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then it's also this ongoing. So this is a great example of as leaders who have been dealing with, you know, staffing, this is... This is where you can really leverage your problem-solving skills. This is this is the both end of problem-solving yeah. and managing and leveraging polarities. This is a great example of that. You have to be able to problem-solve in the moment when you got to fill some vacancies in your shift. Um, and then it's also the long game that we've been talking about today. So this is a great example of using those excellent problem-solving skills, which we know you have, and, mm-hmm. you know, learning to grow your polarity management skills when it comes to recruitment and retention. So both and. It's a both and. And, you know, there's, like we mentioned, there's lots of influencing factors that are impacting this. And, uh, you know, we want you to be able to reach that greater purpose, have a safe environment for your clinicians to practice in, for your patients and families to experience as well. And, and as Michelle mentioned, there's lots of polarities that work here. Uh, they are working on you. You know, polarities are like gravity. Yes. They working on you all the time, whether you're aware of them or not. Can't see and so, them either. <laughs> that's right. And so you're either working on them or they're working on you. So we hope as you leave this podcast, uh, you'll start working on this particular polarity recruitment and retention. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in today. If you found our conversation insightful or helpful, Please share this episode with others you think might benefit. Also, go out to iTunes and rate the show and share a review because we really like those positive ones. Wink, wink. You can access today's show notes and downloads at www.missinglogic.com forward slash podcast. If you want to learn more about polarities in healthcare or how you might manage them in your organization, you can contact us for a free consultation. Just go to our website at www.missinglogic.com.